But the thing here is, so how can you,、um, you know, how can you convert the shape or connect the shape with functionalities, right? Because you can generate some shape, but does not means this shape gonna be you gonna have some functionality. Uh, we actually were asking our questions. Okay, say, how can you go from a two D thin sheet or two D a piece of paper, right, to a three D curved shape? Because the curvature is important. Think about it. If you wrap around a piece of paper into a sphere or baseball, right, you can see this crumpling of your paper. But you you will never, you know, because they're gonna have some overlapping, right. But now the question is, okay, is that possible? You know, I can, yeah, I can wrap around the A piece of、uh, a piece of paper, right, and then to a bay to a baseball, but without this、uh, crumpling. So this one actually you can easily to be achieved. Like okay, you can introduce some cards, right, make some cards, some patterns, and then you can wrap around. Another thing is okay. How about I don't just directly wrap around the, to a baseball. I just say okay, give me a piece of paper, give me a scissor, right. I just cut and then I just stretch. Now it's become a baseball shape. Right, or like、uh, say like a baseball shape, or like、uh, you know this、uh, we call the saddle shape. So the so the saddle shape is more like a chips, right? It's a chips shape. So can you do that? The other question is, can we、um, you know program the shape, right? We can can we achieve the same thing? So say from two D to a spherical to a saddle. In this podcast, I'm sharing my passion and curiosity for soft robotics, where we share inspiring stories about the work we do and how we can push the limit. I am Mara Dwini, and this is Soft Robotics Podcast. Support for this show comes from Science Robotics Journal. I really find science robotics to be a great resource for reliable and tangible research, where we can really push the limit of the science we do in robotics. Great way to stay up to date with the published article is checking out the released monthly issue. All the links will be included in each episode description. We will also happen to have a regular conversation on the most published science robotic articles, where also you can contribute with your question and thoughts about the research. Thanks, Science Robotics, for sponsoring Soft Robotics podcast. So last time we speak about、uh, designing soft robots inspired by sheet or robot, and this time your paper was your group about how you can even grasp the egg yolk or hair, and this was like this interesting. And、um, yeah, and what actually what I find interesting and fascinating about、uh, this research is how. You can use、uh, material architecture. Basically, you try to to go from two D to three D.、Um, if you can elaborate more on that, and maybe before going to the paper and and the process, for you, G, how do you see the、um, the intelligence in soft robotics when it comes to the material science and we have the the shape or architecture? And I I think you are more on the side of the how morphology or architecture can exhibit intelligence. And I find this fascinating that you can only with slowly based on the architecture or the shape you convert from 2D to 3D. What is your view about the intelligence in the material or architecture? Which one is significant to you in this process? 
Yeah, this is a good question. So actually from a 2D to 3D, right, this problem is a, it's, it's always a fascinating problem for, for not only science, but also engineers, right? You can think about, you know, 2D things, uh, uh, it's very easy to co compact, right? It's, it's very easy to transport. And then say like a, one of the greatest, greatest example is the origami, right? So this is the solar panels or like a satellite. You can you can compact in the uh, in component form, and then and then you can de deploy into three D form, right? Three D shapes. Um, so now, actually, my group, um, yeah, we we are we are always we are also fascinated by fascinated by that, right? So how we can uh, design different shapes? Say, I mean, from two D to three D. Actually, Kigami is uh, one of the I would say is one of. Uh, efficient way you can do that because uh, you know normally right if you have a piece of paper and you can introduce these cards right either be parallel cards or triangular cards and then you can stretch you can start to stretch and now you can see it gonna pop up right like a birthday uh, birthday card it can pop up but the thing here is so how can you um, you know how can you convert the shape or connect the shape with functionalities, right? Because you can generate some shape, but it does not mean this shape gonna be, you're gonna have some functionalities or some useless, like, uh, useful, uh, useless, right? So like what I said is uh, intelligent. We make we want to make this piece of paper become intelligent. Intelligent means, you know, I can I can use this for for some uh, interesting things for your for your purpose, for your, uh, uh, for your use, right? So uh, now we are, you know, we're moving from, uh, you know, definitely it's inspired by Kigami, right? Uh, we actually were asking our questions, okay, say, how can you go from a 2D thin sheet or 2D a piece of paper, right, to a 3D curved shape? Because the curvature is important. Think about it, if you wrap around a piece of paper into a sphere or baseball, right, you can see this crumpling of a paper, but you, you will never, you know, because they're gonna have some overlapping, right? But now the question is, Okay, is that possible? You know, I can, yeah, I can wrap around a, a piece of uh, a piece of paper, right, and then to a bay, to a baseball, but without this uh, crumpling. So this one actually you can easily to be achieved. Like okay, you can introduce some cards, right, make some cards, some patterns, and then you can wrap around. But other things, okay, how about I don't just directly wrap around the, to a baseball. I just say okay, give me a piece of paper, give me a scissor, right. I just cut and then I just stretch. Now it's become a baseball shape, right? Or like, uh, say like a baseball shape or like, uh, you know, this, uh, we call it a saddle shape. So the, so the saddle shape is more like a chips, right? It's a chips shape. So can you do that? So, um, we, yeah, we, we searched, you know, previous studies, but it does have, uh, you know, previous studies. Uh, I think it's a Mahadevan group uh, in the Harvard University. So they propose a way, okay, they can do forward and also inverse design of the cut. So they are using the, there's a, a two dimensional like a triangular cuts or square cuts. And now you can, now the things, right? So if I want to achieve a spherical shape or saddle shape, how should I design the cut in 2D case? Right? And then they propose a way I think uh, if you take a look at that, that the patterns, that's that's a very beautiful work. So, but the patterns, even to me, it's it's kind of uh, very complex because the pattern itself is not uh, homogeneous. So that means it's not uniform everywhere. So you see, 
Somewhere it's a, it's a coarse, somewhere it's fine, and somewhere it's irregular cut, right, like that. So we are thinking, can we just uh, find a simple way to simplify the, the cut? So, so now we just go to, how about just, just slice, right, just parallel slice. And then you give a piece of paper, just parallel slice, and you have slits, 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 right? And now you just generate the ribbons, right? You get a parallel ribbons. Now the thing is if you stretch, you know, perpendicular to the ribbon directions, now you can see, you can think about that, right? If you stretch and then the each ribbon, they're gonna be pop up. Sometimes we'll call it buckling, but it's just pop up, right? Pop, uh, pop up and pop up or pop down. And uh, now, now we, we solve the problem, okay, say, I don't need a complex cutting patterns, right? I just use I just use these simple, you know, parallel slits. That's it. But another thing is the other question is, can we, um, you know, program the shape, right? We can can we achieve the similar thing? So say from two D to a spherical to a saddle. And now now we find a new way, right? So you, I mean, intuitively, right? You can think about okay, how since my I cannot play the cut. Now, the only room for me is to play with the boundary, right? Now you just play with the boundary shape because the cut is, you know, you are definitely are not cut through, right? So the boundary is uh, uh, the enclosed because these uh, parallel ribbon are enclosed by uh, boundaries, right? Now you can think about, okay, I just uh, give me a circle, right? Circular disc or disc, right? Circular disc and I just cut this slice, parallel slits, and then if you stretch, and then you can find, oh, just so easy to get a spherical shape or spheroidal shape. And now if you change the, this boundary, the curvature, because for the sphere is a, it's a positive, right? Curvature, you can think about the boundary curvature, 2D. And now if you switch to zero curvature, that means just, right? Just have a square shape or rectangular shape, and then you stretch. Well, you're gonna, you're gonna deform into a pop-up into a cylindrical shape. And now, now you are, you are playing with the negative curvatures, right? Like the biconcave shape, right? You have a, you know, this biconcave shape on two sides. Now you stretch. Now it becomes a saddle shape. Yeah, that's that's we you know that that's how we come up with the ideas and how we try this and then eventually yes we find the we find a simple way you know to do that. Uh, looking forward, uh, you know, moving forward. I'm right? not looking for moving forward. We we find a way. Okay, maybe we can also do inverse designs, right? And then say if you want to create any arbitrary geometry, you know, arbitrary curvature of the surfaces, right? Maybe how 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 should we do that? And then and then we come up with the inverse designs, you know, to um to uh to 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 design the to how so how we can how we can design the how say how can design the boundary shape because we are using the boundary shape, right? Um, so boundary shape actually how you can you can the boundary shape can be uh, used as an out boundary, but also it can be used as an inner boundaries, right? So inner boundary means now you have this unit, right? You have a squares, you have a, uh, you have a circular disk, and now you can you can try to collect them together. So that means you you can do a periodic, right? You just Put them together, or like, uh, uh, you know, you can play with these boundaries, right? And now you can you you will generate the inner boundaries, and then we find out actually these boundaries is, uh, works very well, you know, to to guide the shape, you know, inside of the boundaries, the shape.
yeah, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much how we're solving. You know, from two D to three D shapes, we are talking about the curved shapes. Yes. That's excellent. Actually, there are many questions here. The first one about when you mentioned symbol design, and that's what you try to mention. How we can go from different pattern of cutting, like triangle to strips. Maybe before going to the details, I will ask you the way of the you mean by symbol design. Clearly, you mentioned here intuition, and I think in the in the field we speak about the co-design. And to be honest, I'm very excited to know more about how, for example, machine learning or AI can come up with new designs, depending on the problem. Sometimes problem could be easy solved, and there's maybe more challenging problems to my understanding. But I'm curious from you. Do you think the intuition and design for you is now sufficient? Or do you think um, if we speak about how the, for example, machine learning or assisted techniques like co-design can help to come up with other possibilities to go from 2D to 3D shape? Yeah, again, it's a, it's a good question, right? So uh, immediately, you know, some ideas came to my mind uh, with this uh, machine learning ways, right? Um, so... For the Kigami structures, for the Kigami studies, right? Uh, it's not from a 2D to 3D. Uh, they are doing like uh, different ways of cutting and then to achieve some, uh, say, stretchabilities or like extreme stretchabilities. And now they can they can change the parameters, right? And then have a lot, so many uh, combinations of uh, parameters, right? And then you can choose and tune. So in that way. You're gonna. They they have uh, played these tools, you know, uh, machine learning, you know, to find out, uh, say what is the optimal, uh, cut patterns. Uh, then I can achieve the the largest or the largest stretchabilities or other properties like that. So then, come back to this uh, shape shifting or shape uh form formation from two D to three D, um. I think um, a good way, right? A, a good question is uh, like what like what I just said. If I have a two D surfaces, right? Two D surface with arbitrary curvatures. So some ways positive curvature, some ways negative curvature, like that. So now, um, how can I design the kind of patterns in two D, right? So that means you're gonna have a lot of choices for these kind of patterns. Not only like what I just mentioned, you know, using boundaries way, this is one way. Also, you know, the triangle cuts, square cuts, maybe you can also have a hybrid cut like that, right? So in that case, it opens a lot of, uh, uh, I would say, it opens a lot of uh, possibilities and also design space to do that. So in this case, I, I think, I do think, you know, the, the machine learning gonna uh, play a big, uh, big role, but, uh, but the other thing I, I think to speed up, right? You can see it's gonna be, uh, I would say, it's gonna be challenging because um, because this is not a one single solution. Because think think about right, you have you want to achieve this shape, this curvature, this arbitrary you know curvatures. You you may have uh, you may you you have a lot of solutions, right? And then from that solution, and then you can further identify which one is. Uh, optimal you know in terms of uh, design simple design if you call this is a simple design i don't know how simple you how to define sim simplicities of the designs but it does have more choices yeah 
Uh, one more point I want to one more point I want to add is uh, they call it the physics. Sometimes it's a physics guided, uh, physics guided machine learning, right? Uh, so that means, um, you we do maybe we do need some information, right? So how this uh, pop up some mechanics behind that, and then to to help to, uh, to limit or just to how say to narrow down, right? Narrow down the design space. Because you know, originally have such a big design space, but now it can narrow down and into more efficiently to find out the, the optimal cut patterns. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. my that's my thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to go back again for the design. You have the material part, and you have this kind of organic design or this cut induced in the material to create from two D to three D. When you try to explain more, if I choose like different pattern of cutting, like triangle, whatever shape I choose, how this could affect with the material choosing to do that? Because some people, for example, for induced cutting the material, it affects the fatigue and the crack. And this is something, the whole new research, uh, I mean, another line of research, but you try to induce cut to make something interesting. Yeah. Can okay. you tell us how this all mesh together? Yeah. Um, sometimes, right, I, I, I like to call this cut method is uh, subtractive manufacturing because, right, everybody's uh, talking about the additive manufacturing. Uh, before, right, long time ago, or like not long time ago, before that is uh, subtractive uh, manufacturing, means you just, uh, if you want to get a ball, right, and they have a bunch of material, just cut out all this, right, move out, remove all these materials and left what's left, that's it, subtractive. But you know, for the cut method, right, Kigami method is not really subtractive because it does not remove any materials. It just, it just break, you know, just uh, very little materials, right? Just break, think about it, introduce these, right? It just uh, a little bit of materials. Um, so, so, so now this method actually can be applied to any, uh, I would say, this approach can be applied to any materials, any thin sheet, uh, any thin sheet of material, even you know the, the thick, uh, thick sheets or thick panels of materials. Um, uh, so now the as long as actually as long as the the materials could be is not that brittle, right? Otherwise, you know you're gonna be whenever you introduce the cut, right? Even you can slice introduce slits, but the uh, the cut tip you're gonna have this stress concentration. Now you can think about, right, if you introduce these cards, you know, to a, say like a, a flexible glass, right? If the glass is very thin, it's brittle, but it's very thin, it becomes flexible. Now you are trying to using, I will say maybe laser cutting or the other cut, cut method you can, yeah, you can, you can introduce those cards, but uh, but the, the I, I, I will expect, right, so it may be, a cut tip, you're gonna have stretch concentration, and then when you start to stretch, it's gonna be breaks. Um, uh, yeah, I will say it can, right? It, it, in principle, it can be applied to any materials, yeah, no matter it's uh, long stretchable, stretchable, or even, I will say maybe even brittles. Yeah, it can, but it will be very cool, actually. It will be very cool if you stretch, uh, if you can stretch a glass, a piece of glass sheet. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. And again, for the part of the different pattern of cutting, like triangle, whatever shape, how do you think 
this effect on the structure to, to, to go from 2D to 3D. There's something you notice was very interesting with certain shapes. For example, linear one, yes, not linear shape. Is there any effect you see in the, in the maybe the end goal of the design? You make it simpler, of course, and, and effective. But at the beginning, you mentioned triangle or any other shape. How this kind of pattern of the cutting of the shape could affect on the design significance? Yeah. What, that, what, what do you notice? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So I, I forgot to mention the key point. Uh, underlying the, this 2D to 3D shape, uh, shape shifting, you do need like long uniform, uh, I would say maybe kind of, yes, long uniform deformation, I would say it's in plane, long uniform deformation. In that case, we, we sometimes call it a mismatch deformation, right, between the each, uh, between local regions. In that way, you're gonna be, you know, if you stretch and you're gonna be compressed some part, and in that way, you're gonna have this uh, out, we call it outer plane buckling, because otherwise you will not pop up, right? Because you have compressed and then to, to generate this mismatch uh, forces or strains and to make a certain part to pop up. So that now, now if you, yeah, if you, come back to the triangular cuts, right? If you, your cuts is uniform, right? Say it's uniform, now you stretch. Yes, you stretch, you can see some part is pop up, especially the, the triangle, you know, the, the triangle, the, the, the triangle part, right, gonna pop up. But it just pop up, it does not form a curved surface, right? It just, you know, it's not, a, it's, I would say it's a coarse, this is a coarse 3D, it's not really 3D because it's not a pop up because every way is the same. But you can think about that. Uh, now, if you want to pop up into a 3D surfaces, curved surfaces, you do need to, you do need a non-uniform cut patternings. You know, say no matter for for what a, for what a kind of cut patterns, right? You can triangle cuts and then the square cuts or any other curved cuts like that. Yeah, but you know, for our case is um, actually our case is uh, is different uh, because uh, we are we we don't care, you know, the internal how you guys you know play with each other, how you guys you know fight with each other, and finally someone some guy wins and pop up, right? We don't care. We just care, you know. We just control the outer boundaries because each ribbon, you know, each one they just uh, they don't fight with each other because they just coordinate with the boundary, and if you stretch, and then they just. You just they just back out the plane and pop up. That's it. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> I just uh, this question. I I don't know if maybe related or not. If you apply different cut profile in the same structure, for example, say triangle with linear cut, would it make a difference, a significant difference, or to, to make the the desired goal to grip something, or it has to all be uniform cut profile? I'm not sure if that's a related question, but I'm just want to know. If you apply different cut profile in the same structure. Okay, yeah. So if you, okay, if you definitely right, if you play, if you apply different cut pattern to the same structure, eventually you will get a different pop up structures. Yeah, yeah, yes, I, I, yeah, I, I think so because, uh, like I said, right. So the, um, so when when. Well, uh, you know, when you introduce different cut patterns, right? And then you have a break this uh, thin sheet, 
Arrangement is a is a continuum, right? Continuous thin sheet, but now it's become a discrete. But they are still collected, and they have some stiffness. In that case, uh, it's a we say it's a structure in integrity. You know, it's integrated together. Now, you can think about right. So internally, you have these uh, different uh, units. Now you feel applying forces, and then they're gonna deform very differently. Yeah, very differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So again, the way of the design, I, th I think there's two things, maybe or three here in the field, pneumatic actuation, also using dielectric or um, electric elastomer to grip objects as well. And now you try to do something and the very small scale and the very liquidy like egg yolk. Maybe I'm curious to ask you about this kind of view of the design, because to be honest, I, I we have the view about uh, here in the boat, sometimes pneumatic actuation may be a little bit bulky. Um, and it you already mentioned it could damage if you have a, a more pressure on the object. So you can tell us about the view of the design. You, you didn't go to the pneumatic actuation or just clearly you exhibited the intelligent structure. Can you tell us about the view maybe in the, in the field or how people view what you do that you try to do something based on structure intelligence to grip these objects. Mm, yeah, uh, so we just mentioned this uh, different actuation, right? So pneumatic or magnetic or like uh, electro electroactive, right? These all these different uh, actuation. So if I want to apply this, combine this with the we're talking about these Kigami sheets, right? Kigami things or thin sheets or other structures. Um, you know, see, uh, in in our paper, right? We just use a normal plastic, you know, thermoplastic thin sheets, right? It's just uh, it may just respond. It, it may be responsive. Uh, yeah, it's it's it is responsive to the temperatures, but uh, not responsive to magnetic or electricity like that. So. That will be a very interesting to see, right? If you replace this non-active, right? It's kind of like non-active materials with uh, active materials, and now you can, uh, now you can do the actuation, right? You have you can open more ways to do these actuations. So in that case, I think maybe pneumatic may not be a good way because, uh, especially when we're talking about this, uh. uh grasping right gripper mm -hmm. things um you don't you you just want to live live there right and then to that it to self uh folding or like uh, to def uh, self folding or self deforming into a 3d shape so that in that way i think maybe magnetic is a is a good way because it's a it's a it's a remote actuation and also you can maybe you can go to a small scale like what I just mentioned, you know, you can go to a very small scale and then you can, even you can pick up a, a grasp, very tiny things, right, on the micron or below micron. <laughs> yeah, micron size, I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, but I just uh, expect or envision that. Yeah, but maybe in the space of this different expression technique, including yours here, Yeah. maybe what is the limitation from what you did? Because again, uh, if you can a bit how the cut profile, 
could be adjusted to the, for example, holding the hair, for example, or the yeah. egg yolk. Yes. Clearly, we can't do that with pneumatic actuation. Maybe I'm wrong, but I didn't see it so far. So, and I think the technique that you can go for this scale is it related to the cut profile? If you can explain more, what is limitation as well? If we compare that in the space of the pneumatic actuation or electroactive polymer, for example. Yeah. Um, so um, I think one of the selling point uh, in our in our paper is right. You just mentioned the, this egg yolk or hairs, right? I mean, these are two extreme cases, right? For example, the the egg yolk is uh, so fragile, right? It's also it's not only fragile but also slippery, right? It's it's a fluidic like fluidic like uh, materials. Now, um, now, if you are using these uh, pneumatic ways or other soft grippers, uh, normally, right? So for most of the grippers, they are they just using the pinching weight, right? So the pinching weight that means you you do need a friction, right? You have a, a pressure, uh, you apply some pressure and then pinch it, and then you can generate some friction, right? And then now you can lift it. But now for this uh, so soft uh, yoke, right? Raw egg yolk is uh, definitely you don't want to you don't want to just pinch it right to 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 grasp it, but now the the better way is uh now just encapsulate it so to say now now just now you encapsulate that and just hold that and now now the now you can see actually what's behind that is uh is the trajectory of this scraper right so you can think about when you spend you know it's a two D and then just bend into three D shape. Especially for this, uh, the the two hands, right? I, I was saying, I was saying this is uh, the two hands of your, of that kigami gripper. That's two hands, and the hands gonna be bent, bolt, right? Gonna bolt a little bit, and to increase the the the, the cavity, or or space, and then to to grab something, to to grab something, right? So, um, in that case, right, you you are not directly to pinch something, just enca encapsulating. And then if I go to the other example of the, the human hair, say the diameter of human hair is normally it's 10 micron, right? Just 10 micron, you can think about that. Just 10 micron things, and then you, you are using these uh, pneumatic actuators. Uh, normally the pneumatic actuator, it cannot be made small. It's normally like a millimeter scale or centimeter scale. Now you, you are using a centimeter scale things. I mean, now the our finger can do that, right? You have the nails and then you can do that. But, so for pneumatic, you know, those fingers, they cannot do that. They are not so, they are not precise enough. I mean, small enough to do, to do something. Even for our fingers, right? We have, we are, we are pinching a, a human hair. It's just from the, I think mostly, right? If I want to pick it, pick it up, I'm going to use, a, I'm going to use my nail, right? You have you said two nails and then two together. So now, uh, now, our Kigami gripper, right? I mean, it can be, you know, it's a, you can think about it's 10 micron uh, diameter, but uh, the trajectory, the trajectory of the, the gripper is right, it's closed and it bend the holes. In that, you know, when it's closed at the tip, right, it's, it can be very, I would say it can be very, um, could it be, uh, I would say it's kind of, we call it the precise, right? It can, because it can show it can, can grab a uh, 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 hair. It's not just by accident because it's uh, just, uh, you know, you can grab it, put that there and grab, you know, just, yeah, you can grab many times and to, to do that. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we don't need a try and error. Okay, so I should put this way, but yeah, it's a, it's a. So, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I was very surprised. I was very surprised because it seems like a, you know, the the cut tip, right? It's it's more like a, maybe you can similar these uh, nails, right? It's a, it's like, you know, to, yeah. to, to, yeah, to, to because the the, the two end is very. It's a just thin sheet, right? You just bend it, right? And then mm -hmm. in that case it can achieve some uh, uh, resolutions, it's high resolutions, in terms of grasping tiny, tiny object, yeah. This is really excellent uh, one, but maybe I, the reason I really like this paper and your research, and I, this reminds me again the point of the sensing, because then uh, we have many examples on designing metric actuation and how the sensing at the tip to make sure we don't have so much pressure. In your case, there is no sensing at the tip. Yes, you're right. Yeah, and, that's, and, a, and, that's a good one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and that's, to be honest, I find this, uh, it's, um, maybe we have to ask a question about the sensing, how we make sure that if you have the same hair, this is extreme example, um, maybe you can avoid this point, but before that, what, the reason I like what you're doing is that uh, you reduce the sensing, and I think that's... Uh, what we need is of robotics, reduce the computation and sensing and just intelligence through structure. But if you get to some more, again, the sensing bar, because there is sensing in pneumatic actuation, and here you don't have sensing. Yes. So in our grippers, we, we don't, right? So we don't, we don't integrate any sensors. You know, the reason is because I'm not a sensor guy. <laughs> so I don't know how to integrate sensor there, but, but definitely, right? For any robotic functionalities, right, and in these applications, sensing is very, you know, I also is very important, right? So sometimes you, you do need sensor to, to especially to to provide the, these feedback controls, right, uh, like that. So uh, I would say, right, is this is our proof of concept. We're using, we're not using sensing. We're just, uh, we have a customized device and then we can apply like a stretches, right, and then you can stretch it. And then if you stretch and then the, the two, the two ends, right? I call it the fingers, two ends. It's gonna be close, you see, like close, right? And then, so that's the key. Because um, because if we can, you know, if we can close and then you can think about it, when it's close, right? Two surfaces, uh, two curved surfaces, uh, when when they become close, right? You can close. So sometimes you, you see they have an angle at the tip, if you have an angle, right? So if if this angle is very flat, Say is kind of flat in this case, and then you can, you you can pick, I mean theoretically you can pick any tiny object. I mean in terms of this uh, thickness, right? You can think about the thickness of thin sheet is about maybe microns, right? And in that case, because it just meet, right? You just meet tightly like that, and then to pick up something. Uh, but this, you know, in this case, right, you don't worry about what well, you don't worry about overloading because you know stretch and then just as long as it's closed and then just uh, apply a little more stretch and then to 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 tighten, right, and then now you can grab it. Uh, in that case, right, you you may don't need uh, this kind of uh, you don't you don't need this kind this kind of sensing. I only say if I use control, I only say a single send a signal to the control. Say how much strain I need to apply to to close it. That's that's something, and then to be to be safe, right? We have a safety factor. To be safe, I I gonna say apply more, I ten percent more, twenty percent more, and then to 
to ensure it's closed. And then, and then in, in that case, yeah, in that case, I don't need this sensing. I just go there and then just close and then and then just leave there. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe yeah. I want to ask you, do you think maybe for someone be curious? I, 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 for me, I can imagine we can use different material. This is thermoplastic, right? So yeah, so yes. Temperature. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But maybe I am curious, maybe you can change the material. You mentioned you can apply a different material with different sensing capabilities, right? Yes, yes, you're right, you're right. Because uh, for mm -hmm. now, right, we're using this PET, the thermoplast uh, thermoplastic, uh, the, the thin sheets. Um, we, we do have some uh, limit for the load capacities. So say how much load you can lift, right, you can carry. So for now, for our gripper, we, we only achieve like 1,000 times, uh, 1,000 times of self-weight. Say the gripper itself is only 0.4 gram, but uh, if you times 1,000, give it 400 gram, right? It's half a half kilogram like that and below that. So uh, now actually we are, we are trying to moving, you know, to move to enhance that. Say if it's possible, I can go even higher than 5,000. I say 5,000, because if we compare it to 1,000, right, I already go 5,000, five times higher using the same materials. But now I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change my design, right? So that's, that's a one way, you know, you can, if you want to achieve a higher load capacities, two ways, right? One way is just change your design, same materials, change your design to do that. The other way, don't change your, don't change your design, replace with different materials, right? And then more stiff materials, uh, then you, yeah, you, you can, you can also do that. Mm -hmm. Maybe a quick question. You, you mentioned you are not a sensor guy, but if you plan to use sensing maybe in this design, yes, how do you see the change of the, because there is also a relationship here between the sensing accuracy with the shape. Ever you about that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know I know what I mean. So because for the for the for this grasping, right? So grasping itself uh it's it's still very challenging, right? For most of these software grippers, I mean if you compare the software gripper with the human hand, the human hand is so it's brilliant, I would say. It's really brilliant. You you can pick out anything, right? Say no no <laughs> almost everything right you can pick pick up and in this case you have the sensing i would say the sensing from a different ways so one way is uh, you you do have a video right so you have a you, ha you have your eyes you have this video and then when when you come to go there and then to move your hand and to pick up something right send the signals and then bend it and then to pick up something that's that definitely you do you do these sensors but now for this um for these grippers right and then say can you yeah, I see previously they have some studies, okay, maybe I can, you can integrate sensor to that and then, and then if you, because the, the robot, right, the, the grippers, they don't have eyes, right, just, okay, say you are grasping something stiff, soft, and different shapes, and then how should I deform, like that. I would say it's, uh, in that case, uh, it actually, it's well, it will be very complicated, because think about, right, you, normally we, want, we really want to design universal gripper. It can it can deal with uh, any shape, any uh, the object of any shapes, and then the weight. I mean, certain weight range, right? and also the sizes, and then stiffly stiff or soft. I mean, all this. Um, uh, now, now, yeah. I mean, I mean, in that case, right? Sensing maybe just goes to, um, I don't know. You know, the the role, right? The big role, the. 
the, the sensing is there. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, not quite, I'm not quite sure about that because, but, but in terms of this gripper, I would say we, we really actually, I mean, one benefit, you just remind me one benefit is we can, we can actually or exactly to predict the trajectory of this gripper in terms of strain. Right, because you know this is our input. Our input just force, right? You just have force or stretch the strength, right? If I notice how much strain you applied, I can I can tell you how this uh, gripper gonna deform. Yeah, and in that case, I don't I don't need to I don't need a I don't need a sensor to tell me okay what is what's my shape right what what is the shape what it look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point as well. You yes. mentioned during this conversation something was very maybe yeah surprising you the moment you explain how this work what other maybe something um maybe you witnessed was counterintuitive to maybe the way of mechanics maybe not mechanics because everything has explanation but maybe counterintuitive to your thoughts that wasn't expected and maybe surprising other surprising moments in this uh, research Oh yeah, other surprising moment. Let me, let Maybe me counterintuitive. Oh okay, yeah. I mean, not a surprising. Yeah, a lot of surprising thing is, um, you know, we are not a play. Where yes, we what we do right. We do show this uh, this application, this uh, this uh, grippers right. This uh, non-destructive grippers, uh, to grasp something right. Special things. Um, the other one actually we can, we we are we are trying to combine the science and art together. Say, Higami itself is an ancient art. It's a paper art, paper art, right? Paper art. You, you can make beautiful decorations, you know, in China, it's a thousand years, uh, maybe 2000 years ago, they have already played play that, play these paper scissors and different shapes, right? And then to, to for the decoration. So our case is, um, we are, but I don't say I don't see um, many examples of three D. I mean, mo always just have two D things, right? Cut different shapes, animals, and like that. Uh, one surprising me thing to me is um, we you know we we are we are, we are trying to make more complex shapes, right? And then we have those uh, rectangle shape or the the di diamond shape. I would say the diamond shape. And then in the diamond shape, it will have four diamonds inside, and then you have inner boundaries and outer boundaries. Is I was very surprised to see that you know when my 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 student you know the first author, uh, Yao Ye, right? When Yao Ye bring the sample to me, and when uh, I I just play study stretch and play that right that sample, I, I stretch and then I find wow, this one is really like uh, my face. Because uh, this is a facial expression like that. If you stretch uh, now, it's uh, now you can see two eyes and uh, one mouth. Some some part is pop up, some part is uh, you know pop down like that. But it's a, uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a three D. It's a three D. And then if you stretch and then to this way, wow! It's uh, it just gave me like a smi smiley face. Oh, I I was so surprised, and I I'm just asking a question, right? So why I see this? Um, I get two questions actually. Ask him two questions. Why I I see these holes? The other thing is, can I, can I write? Can I make a become not so happy? 
<laughs> right? Say, <laughs> everyone wants to be happy, right? Okay, happy and unhappy, happy and sad and sad and happy and to switch. Is that way we can do that? So the, the first question, you know, he, yeah, he answered me is, uh, if you take a look, right? So we have this diamond, you see this diamond like this, right? And then you have this, this one, uh, this in the boundaries. So you can think, you, you can think about, you know, uh, these boundaries right here, these are, these are joint. Actually, the joint means the intersection of two of the two or three inner boundaries intersect at this point. That means at this point, the curvature is not a continuous, right? This is not a continuous in that case. Because it's not a continuous, that's why you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna generate the hole to broke this continuity, right? Similarly, for the mouth for the mouth is the same. You have this intersection and then you generate that one, the hole. And then the second question is okay. Uh, the face changing. No, well, I don't know if you have if you watched the very famous uh, opera is uh, in in China is a Sichuan uh, face changing opera. You know some when they're playing the the operas right and then they just quickly you know put their hands there and then just uh, just within less than one second is uh, changed the 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 the, the, the face right. Your face goes to a different patterns. Like that, right? We borrow that idea. Okay, say it's not. I will not change my my face patterns, but I just change my face expressions. And then the idea there is a uh, each ribbon. You know, each ribbon is bistable. That means it can pop up or pop down. So very interesting. If I yeah, I just switch every you know the all the all the ribbons you know to the to the opposite directions. All ribbon to opposite directions. And now surprisingly, it's giving me sad. You know, before is before right before he's happy now you flipped yeah you flip everything right so that means you actually you flip happy that means if you flip happy and then you're gonna get sad <laughs> now now it's same here is it's uh it's so in, yeah it's so interesting I mean um I you know later actually later my my uh, my student you know Yao Ye is uh so he's uh he's making some real three D three D faces, you know, three D face, face uh, uh, face, and then using this, uh, play with the different units and put together. It's a, well, it's a, it's very you know, it's it's very surprising. I would say yeah, mm. it's it's more like uh, art. I would say it's science and art. Now it's meet together, to to give yeah. you some yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Maybe because one too close, and I have a question for you. Maybe the first one, since we now speak about the material part and the structure, and how we can exhibit intelligence or structure. Yes. When maybe this technique could fail um, through, you mentioned that the cut, and we have this argument that the cut could lead to stress or concentration or, or crack propagation. That's something we highlighted. But for you, what? when do you think the design could fail or this technique could fail when mm, yeah that's a that's a good question so for this uh, especially you know for this scraper right so for for these materials for the thermoplastic the PET films or thin sheets we have tested um, 1,500 1, times 1,500 yeah and then to Trying to we are trying to grasp the, I mean the the limit right. So that's the the up limit. Say like about four hundred gram right four hundred gram the the object the weight, 
we have uh, we have played with this for one one thousand five hundred times, and then uh, if we play more, I say like one hundred more, and then we we see very obvious those kind of plastic deformation, and also there's a cracking, you know, the, the some ribbons, you know, it may 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 already broken, right? Because you have a you are doing this kind of fatigue or cyclic, uh, you know, picking, uh, picking, release, picking, release, uh, grasping, release, grasping, release. So that does, um, yeah, that does give a limit because if you really want to put this in the application, a practical application, you do need, a, I would say, at least like one, one minute, right? So you, I mean, the cycle life should be one, at least one minute. So this is a, some will call it a kind of high fatigue life, right? You, you do need that. Otherwise, you know, it's, uh, it may, it may not, you know, it may not good enough. But, uh, but like I said, right, this is for the extreme case because you are, you are trying to pick the, these heavy things. But if, right, if uh, this scraper just used to pick some uh, uh, lightweight, uh, some um, uh, soft, or is a, um, Right, soft lubricate, whatever those kind of uh, things, right? And then I, 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 I do believe uh, it can the fatigue life can be higher, but we we don't have that data yet. Yeah, we, because we we haven't yeah we haven't tested that yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good. One. Yeah, and sometimes that we we do research maybe there's something maybe we know that's something missing here or this is the 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 bees that we need to integrate. I don't know if you can reveal what other things you, you think could be more interesting in, in what you have in the paper. Maybe you save us another paper, but I don't know if you can elaborate what was missing or something, yeah, still need to be integrated or... Oh, okay. For this one, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's um, actually one of the reviewers ask us the question, uh, say, boundary culture guided uh, curved surfaces. Um, can this apply to other kind of pattern, right? We, to, we talk a lot, a lot talk, today we talk a, a lot about different kind of patterns. So for us, I just want to simplify, okay, I don't care. And I say that I just use this panel of slits, right? But uh, yeah, can you still apply to other different Patterns, so that means is this method is a, can be generalized to other different uh, patterns, right? Because in that case, then you your research could be more, uh, you have more broad impact. Uh, we you know we follow the review comment and then the suggestion, and then we we do did a, we did a, this uh, triangle cut, and then we have these uh, boundaries. But it does show our preliminary results does show it can. You know, you can get a, you you can you know get a very similar shape. You know, you say uh, if you have a circular, right? Start with circular, give you a spherical. You know, uh, cylindrical, right? Square, give you a cylindrical. And by by concave, give you a saddle. But if you compare the, I mean, this case with the one we are using the parallel slits. I mean the shape is similar, but if you take a look at the uh, the local the local structure is very different because each triangle is uh, it's pop up. So that, that that means each triangle is not only locally to pop up but globally, right? 
because you have you have a three D service, right? But globally, is already you know formed, deformed. So that means you you have this both local and global. In that case, um, in that case, you you know it's it, you're gonna be you're gonna be challenge challenge for us to to build a model to to predict the this shape. Yeah. So so that's something I think um, we we do need more work. You know to to check how you know how this approach or strategy to can be applied to different car patterns. Yeah. I mean, I think right. Every every study definitely every study has a limitation, so that's uh, I think that's one of the limitations of uh, in our work. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. Great. And mm -hmm. and for redundancy, we mentioned at the beginning uh, when it fails. But for redundancy, if there's this cut profile, one of these like damaged, how the structure will have this kind of resilience or redundancy to still do the the job to grasp. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, I think uh, in terms of redundancy, um, say part of the part of the structure is already filled, right? But still, your 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 structure can still work, or still function, right? I think for this one, especially for this one, because uh, your your gripper, right? This is a curved one, curved shape grippers. It's composed of. Uh, discrete a number of discrete ribbons right so that means even actually even you cut uh, cut out one ribbon or two ribbon um it, it yeah it still it can work it still can work so that means it does allow some um say like uh, tolerance or like a redundancy like what you said uh, yeah actually we have we, yeah we have uh, we have done that we have done that. There's also one of the review questions. <laughs> say, um, say okay, if you if you introduce some defect, say just cut, right? Cut several ribbons, and then will will this will this mass still work? So that means uh, if you want to get a three D shape, right? Your target shape can can this still work? Yeah, we tried. Um, we tried that. It, yes, it can. It can work because globally, it still give you this shape, and then. Uh, but locally, right, it's already broken, right? Because uh, I mean, the, the, that's also one of the benefit of our, of this uh, discrete ribbon because the ribbons are not intersect. You know how I say like interconnected together, right? They are just connected through the outer boundary, right? Enclosed outer boundary. They are connected by, by that way. Is not a, you know, yeah. Between them, there's no connections. So that means if you cut this guy out, cut cut out, broken. It does not affect the global shape, but just locally. But now, if you are trying to grasp something, right, and then then you can think about because each ribbon you can right the boundary can hold the the object, but also these ribbons uh, because the weight has already been has already been transmitted to each ribbons, right? And if I have one or two ribbon broken, I don't think it's gonna be the whole structure gonna be collapsed. I will I. I don't think mm. so. Yeah, it can still function. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a yeah, that's a that's a good way. Yes, because yeah, uh, right. So basically, you yeah, some some right, some rib some ribbons or or maybe you don't need so many ribbons, right? Just mm. <laughs> these ribbons are redundant, <laughs> and you can just yeah. take it off. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Since uh, we're closing that, I think 
maybe the something I noticed about you at the first episode two years ago about designing the soft robot inspired by Sheila and now we speak about intuition and design. Do you have a moment of fear that the way you think about the design may be not well received? Maybe luckily this, uh, you have all this accepted and you have success, but uh, I'm, I'm curious if there's a moment inside you about, about the fear, whatever this idea, maybe a reviewer or the community didn't get what I'm trying to do with my group. I'm just, I don't know if that happened, but I, I want to know because sometimes if we have completely new ideas or maybe different way of thinking, Maybe um, some people or some re few researchers maybe uh, let's frame it and uh, maybe it's not re uh, received the way you think about it. Do you have this moment of fear? Yeah, I, I think uh, yes, that's exactly. I think every researchers they do have a, a certain moment or maybe more or maybe sometimes right. It does have this uh, kind of feeling because uh, I think. Uh, Every researcher, they are very, they are, they are very proud of their work because they, they spend time and then not only just spend time, right? They, they, because they are, they are very excited about their research and then they want, they want, uh, they want more people to know their work, right? Because this is kind of like, uh, uh, how to say, like, uh, uh, say it's a appreciation, right? So it's like, okay, you want to spread and to that more people to know your work and then they can give you suggestions and then like that. Say, yeah, but uh, like, like we said, right? But sometimes um, people may not understand, right? They may not understand, okay, they, they think uh, this is not a, yeah, this is not really, it's not a breakthrough or it's not a, not that exciting as what you think about, right? That's uh, but uh, but anyway, right? Anyway, I think um, to evaluate the evaluation of your work. So, um, I mean, you because you have done the work, right? So you should have uh, you should have a fair judgment of mm. every piece of your work, right? Definitely, you you can also have a judgment right a fair judgment of other people's work but uh, because you know better you know better about your work right and then and then say if don't uh, if people don't appreciate that it's okay right because uh, as long as you know you feel happy about your work and then that that's it i think uh, then that, mm. that's something that's something you know it's uh, yeah it's it's more more it's more interesting <laughs> yeah, but eventually, right? Eventually, everyone they want to get recognized or like get appreciated by other people, right? So because uh, mm. that that's uh, that's something you know you you're gonna feel very happy about that. I mean, not only say okay, you have done a good work and then very interesting work, right? You you are, you you think it's interesting, but not necessarily interesting to other people. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's all. So wise. Maybe the last question I remember asking you last time in the, in the first episode was you. How you get inspiration? You mentioned your son was watching TV, for example, for the Tiger yeah. Sheila, and you yes. find inspiration from that. And now we speak about simple design and simplicity in design. So I guess about the way of the thinking and creativity to be creative. And sometimes I, I, I think that maybe if you feel you you follow the trend what is actually trendy let's do that because that's the common thing but sometimes if you go to let's be go for simple design or yeah 
I, I, I really appreciate this way of thinking. I don't yeah. know if I point, but yeah. So how, how you manage to do that? Okay, this is a good one. Um, right, two years ago, we are talking about the uh, cheetah inspired soft robot, right? So mm -hmm. we, I get inspiration, you know, from my son and like that. But uh, um, actually, you know, in my group, uh, soft robot is one of our area, uh, one field in my group. So we, we do set a goal. Actually, I do set a goal for my group. I mean, we want to do those kind of extreme things. Right, so you know that the journal is called Extreme Mechanics Letters. Right, they are they are looking for extreme things, so I'm also looking for extreme things. For example, so for the for the right for the Jita things, uh, that's uh, we we we're trying to uh, be the record to go to run faster. Right, so it's also kind of it's not go extreme, but it's uh, toward that direction. Right, I want to go faster, faster, and then and then. Then now, okay, you have this seed in your mind, and then you just collect what you are studying with that one, and then yeah, all of a sudden is 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 get collected, and now you you now you you get ideas. Uh, same thing here is uh we are also we are go for the extreme because uh, this uh, go back to the raw egg yolk right it's extreme soft it's extremely soft it's softer than tofu right it's softer than tofu pudding this kind of stuff it's, uh, and then the human here is so tiny right so that's something we are going well well pursue the extreme so that's why i think uh, um sometimes uh yeah i was I, originally i was thinking about it to just pick up a tofu like that i mean the student told me it's not challenging because tofu is so easy. I mean, too fast. And then we say, okay, then how how do you? Yeah, we we should find something. Uh, it's extremely soft, right? And then yeah, well, and then we we go for this raw <laughs> yoga. Yeah, I mean that's that's something behind that. Say that's because you know in our mind we do have this uh, kind of uh, ideas or like uh, not ideas, right? Is it's kind of a, uh, the goal, right? The goal, go for extreme. <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah. I think this topic is very fascinating. And um, the design, the mechanics are actually, I think maybe in depth of new papers, I think it will be interesting for yes, you to yes. follow up. And uh, I think this topic is fascinating. I don't know if you have any final words like to say for people listening to you. Any final words like to say? Any final words you would like um, to say? Yeah. Um, lastly, I want to add something. Uh, all the hard work was done by by my students, especially the first author, uh, Yao Ye, Mr. Yao Ye Hong. And I, I also want to thank my collaborator, my colleague, Dr. Yong Zhu. So without them, we could not finish this work. I also want to thank the financial support for this work from uh, the MOMS program in NSF. Also, right, so for those uh, readers or listeners, right, um, yeah, we, we do dance with some, some eye-catching <laughs> these demos, right, but, uh, but uh, behind that, there's some solid work, so mechanics, and then this modeling part, uh, we have uh, forward and the inverse design, and then we to simplify the, all the designs there, so that's also very, uh, we, we do need, we, you know, I do appreciate that. Because without that, right, we, we cannot do a better, better work. 